Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hi there, and welcome to Joyful Eating, episode 107. So today we're talking about the life-changing magic of cooking without recipes. But before we get to that, the best bite I had last night, so my oven's broken, so on the weekend, um, we fired up our wood-fired pizza oven. So Glenn made pizza, and for the boys, and I made some triple batch of my meatballs with, um, and I used with the tomato sauce, like a, just a classic Italian style. So last night for dinner, we had leftover meatballs that I warmed up and I served it with hummus, like on a bed of hummus that I'd made myself and with pickled jalapenos from the garden. And then I had some leftover um, roast zucchini with ginger. And it was just all those components together just was just like flavor explosion. It was so, so good. If you want the um, the hummus recipe that's in the meatball recipe, that's in my free app. So check out the link in the show notes to download that plan for today is, first of all, we're going to talk about the, so the, the life-changing magic of cooking without recipes. So first of all, like we'll talk about the problem with recipes and cooking with recipes. And then what happens when you learn to cook without recipes and, and how that does change people's lives. I'll share some real life stories. And then I'll just share like my story of like how I learned to cook without recipes so that you can see like how you actually go about doing it. And we'll finish up with a tiny tip that you can use to get started today. Okay, so the problem with cooking with recipes, so if you know, like, if you've ever cooked with recipes, like, you know, I love recipes, I love cookbooks, (laughs) I love reading them, but if you're relying to, like, if you are trying to cook, and this was was me, certainly, in my 20s when I was living on my own and learning to cook, the problem is, like, it's just so time-consuming, like, you have to look through your recipes and decide what you're going to cook before you go shopping or before you start cooking. And actually for me back then, that was before the internet. So it was like, uh, like just, I was flipping through magazines and books and it took a lot of time. And at the time it was okay. Like I didn't mind, but now I would be like with a family and business and all those sorts of things. Like it would be a re- big struggle. So it's really time consuming. And the other thing that I think is really limiting with when you're cooking from recipes is that it stifles creativity because you, you're you kind of locked into whatever the recipe is. And so you can't, like when you're shopping, like if they don't have, uh, you know, if the, or if the, you know, if, the, if the avocado looks terrible, like you're stuck with buying like dodgy avocado. If they're out of avocado, then you have to go to another store. I remember like that used to be a big thing for me. I'd be like driving all over Sydney, <laughs> going to different stores to get what, what I needed to cook my recipes. Um, and the other thing is like it just limits your flexibility and also like you can't make the most of nice produce. So you can't just like go to the farmer's market and buy whatever looks good and then come home and cook that. Like you have to, I guess you can do that, but then you have to like look up a recipe and you might need to get another ingredient. So then you're going out to the store to get something else. Like, so it's really, um, yeah, it's really limiting and it just takes so much energy and effort to have those things. And then also in the cooking process, so when you're actually cooking, like when you're following a recipe, like having to go back and check and like be repeatedly checking and am I doing this right? And who should I be adding that? It's a lot of second guessing and like the cooking process itself can take a lot of energy and effort because you've got that extra step of having to check in with the recipe. And oftentimes you think, oh yeah, that's going to be amazing. I'll cook that. But then when it actually comes to like Tuesday night and you've had a long day and you've got to like, you've 
got this elaborate meal that you've got the ingredients for and you don't have any other options, like you're either eating really late or like it just, you skip it and just, you know, go for plan B and get takeout or something else instead. It can feel like that just requires so much energy. And then the final thing is when you're cooking with recipes, like it's easy for cooking to turn into a chore, like this, for it to feel hard, like to feel, to feel like something you have to do. And as much as I love recipes, like if that's your only option that you're st- like that you have to have a recipe to cook, like of course it just it's really limiting and it makes yeah like cooking way much harder than it needs to be. So you you'll end up cooking less because of all those reasons. So what happens though when you learn to like free yourself from recipes when you learn to actually cook without recipes? First thing I have done here is freedom. Like you have the ability to cook with whatever you have on hand. So you can just walk into the kitchen, look at what you've got, and then just cook with what you've got. So you're saving yourself like the extra trips to the store. And you also have that freedom to be able to shop like from what looks best. So you can just go to the farmer's market or even just going to the supermarket. Like you can just look and go, okay, and use that as your inspiration. And it's a, such a beautiful, like it's a really nice way to be able to cook. So when you cook without recipes, like it just, you have that sense of ease. It feels fun. You feel like joyful in the kitchen. You have that confidence that you can fix mistakes when they, when they happen. Whereas when you're locked into a recipe and you don't, you're not necessarily understanding why they're getting you to do what and when, you don't have that confidence. So if something goes wrong, you're often like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know where I went wrong or I don't know how to fix this. Whereas when you learn to cook without recipes, you're in control. So you know why you're doing whatever you're doing. And so if something doesn't taste as great as you'd like, you know how to fix that. So it feels like you have that confidence. And yeah, cooking really goes from being a chore to being relaxing and fun. And of course, when you cook without recipes, there's always the compliments as well, which we all spoke about a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, I'm all, all about the compliments. <laughs> but it's not just me. So I just thought I'd share some some stories from people who I've worked with. So Julie said, um, you know, cooking is so much more fun. I'm enjoying myself and more curious and exper- about experimenting. I don't dread it anymore. Um, and then Monica says, I feel more confident and calm because I know how to cook with any ingredients I have in the pantry. Mish said, um, I feel confident in my ability to try things for the first time, even without a guarantee or certainty that they'll end up good. I'm willing to fail and learn. I enjoy cooking, which means I have one less chore to do each day, each week, and more and more fun activity each day, each week, Um, which I love that idea of like reframing cooking. And then one of my students, Natalie, said, "Um, thanks to Jules, I've gone from religiously following the recipe cook to... I can make something with whatever looks good at the produce store or that is growing in my garden cook. Um, I love that. For example, I'm currently swamped with an abundance of plums from our backyard plum tree. I just watched Jules's ice cream class. So I roasted a batch of plums, made roast plum ice cream. So good. My husband commented on tasting it. OMG, I could bury my head in this. So talk about getting compliments. Um, so then Natalie said, thanks so much, Jules. Um, you're so clever. You're a great teacher and so generous with your knowledge. I'm most definitely now a joyful cook. My last story I wanted to share was from Nira, who actually lives in India. Um, and she said, little by little, I've changed. My resistance towards cooking disappeared. When? I don't even know. Um, and I became a joyful cook. Not only a joyful cook, but also a joyful person. I'm um, taking my challenges without pressure, 
knowing I don't have to be perfect. I listen to myself and instinctively decide what works best for me. Thanks, Jules, for being instrumental in bringing about this change in me. So that all sounds pretty good, right? (laughs) So how do we go about doing this? How do, do we learn to cook without recipes? So I just thought I'd share like my journey of how I did that. And so as I mentioned before, like in my 20s, I was a religious recipe follower. I used to, my favorite recipe source was um, Gourmet Traveler recipe magazine in Australia, which I still subscribe to, I still love, Um, but I don't follow the recipes um, to the letter anymore. Um, But yeah, like, and it was, you know, all those things that I just said before, it was very time consuming and frustrating. I couldn't fix problems. I couldn't substitute and it took a lot of time and a lot of time to shop and um, all those all those limitations. And it was like, I was such a recipe cook that even when it was like 2000, I think, I was back in my winemaking days, I was going to California to, to work in wineries over there. And actually, this is before like the, the internet only kind of just started. And I actually got my boyfriend at the time to help me set up a website so I could post, I, and I posted a heap of recipes online. Um, and I can't even remember what the format was called so that I wouldn't have to carry my recipe folder around with me and I, I would be able to access them um, from anywhere. So that's how dedicated I used to be to recipes. Um, that was a long time ago. But then what happened is, um, yeah, during my winemaking days, I moved to the Brossa Valley and I was like assistant winemaker at this winery. It was vintage time, which means like it's like all hands on deck all the time. Like it's just, all you're doing is you're either at the winery working or you're at home sleeping. So there's no time for, um, and showering. And <laughs> that's like, that's your whole life. And so I didn't have time to like do my usual cooking with recipes thing. But my one treat during those days was to go to the Brossa Farmer's Market on a Saturday morning. And so it was like, you know, get an egg and bacon roll and then walk around the markets and just buy whatever. And I just like, was like, I didn't have any other options. I had to just cook what I made, what I bought without recipes. So what I found myself doing was just thinking about what I'd cooked previously from my recipes and like drawing on that knowledge. And I kind of came up with these muscle, what I call now call muscle memory meals. So they're like kind of general templates for, okay, if I want to make a curry, I know I need I need some protein, I need some sauce, I need some sort of curry powder or curry paste, and I need some sort of liquid. And so by having that template in my mind, when I got home, I was able to think, okay, I've got these, I'll make a curry and like go at it from there. But there was a lot of trial and a lot of error. Uh, it wasn't like it just magically happened overnight. But the more I did that and the more I started to think of recipes in general terms and have these templates in my mind, the easier it got. And so over time, I moved away from the recipes and was able to cook without recipes. Um, and so these days, that's how I teach people to do that. Like we have um, probably a dozen now of these these muscle memory frameworks that are general terms that... So, so someone can teach you, this is, okay, this is the, the general things that you need and examples of those so that you can play, kind of plug and play. And then as you practice those and you get experience with them, then they become like intuitive and they become part of your knowledge and you know exactly how to do it. And that's the next thing you know, you're able to like walk into the kitchen and do all those things that we've said before, of like just being able to pull something together without having to look at a recipe or, or look anything up or go, and go back to the store. And so it's really, really fun to do that. So I know if you're someone who is not a big cook or you're someone who um, at the moment is like glued to recipes and you're like you're afraid to 
um, to go without. One way that I would recommend getting started is like a tiny, a tiny way to dip your toes in the water is to download my app and just flick through it and find a recipe in there. And then what I want you to do is just like at the bottom of my recipes or my recipes, I have variations. So I've got like ideas for substitutions that you can make in the in the standard recipe. So my challenge for you, like a tiny way to get started would be to download my app, get choose a recipe and then, but rather than make making the recipe as it stands, look at the variations and play around with like just substituting yourself and to, to give you that feeling of, yeah, I can actually, I can do this. I don't have to follow the recipe hundred percent exactly. So that's a really tiny way to get started. And then of course, if you want to experience the life-changing magic that we spoke about of cooking without recipes for yourself, um, and you'd love my help, like my help to do that, um, then I'd love you to join me in Joyful Cooking. So it's my group coaching program where I help you to learn to cook without recipes. So you actually look forward to making healthy dinners. So cooking becomes a joy and uh, like fun and not this chore. Um, and so you have that confidence and that flexibility. So with Joyful Cooking this year, I'm only running one group in 2023. So for more details about the next enrollment, check out the link in the show notes. It's actually coming up in the, at the time of recording. It's opening um, enrollment in late March. So yeah, check out the link in the show notes for that. Or if you just Google Stone Soup, you'll find my blog and you can click on the um, Joyful Cooking tab and I'll give you all the details there. Okay, have a delicious week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free recipe app, Stone Soup 6 Ingredients 20 Minutes. It's full of hundreds of easy whole food recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. It's the perfect little resource to have right on your phone for those inevitable times when you're in the supermarket thinking, wow, what am I doing for dinner? available for both iOS and Android and I add new recipes every week so it's a really great resource to get for free. See the link in the show notes or if you just google stone soup and click on the free recipe app page that'll give you the details of how to grab your free copy. 